today on Ovias and Gilio. It was a hell of a weekend for coaches in the ACC that were salty and proved the haters wrong. We'll also talk about why it's silly to discuss Bryce Young getting benched in favor of Andy Dalton the rest of the season. Thanks to everybody who has given us five stars on their favorite podcast platform. If you haven't, please do. It helps us. Oftentimes, we do get an email or a response on social media saying, hey, what can we do to help the podcast? Word of mouth is incredible, but manipulating the algorithm, also really helpful. So if you haven't given us five stars, please do. Review us as well. We appreciate that. That helps out. And when it comes to YouTube, not only subscribing, but liking the videos, leaving comments in the videos. As I've mentioned before, I've hung out in the comment section a little bit more on YouTube these days. So come hang out, leave those comments, hit the likes, and most importantly, give us five stars. Positive vibes only. OG. 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 Let's podcast alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovius inside Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties and thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers-plus.com. Uh, they can help you with print management costs. They can help you with document management as you adapt your business to the cloud. Or you can just have them print out a bunch of sophomore QR code advertisements for the show, Joe. They've never had a prouder moment than Saturday at Carter Finley Stadium in the RV lot, uh-huh. where the porta potties had our guerrilla marketing. Yeah, I, uh, I pulled it up on on the Streamyard on the YouTube here. If you're watching on YouTube, and I see, well, Adam Eshbaugh immediately texted me because he does not have your number. Okay, and he's like, "You need to tell Joe that painters tape is not going to last." I'm like, "I'm pretty sure Joe knows this." Also, you got to tape the corners, the four corners, because if you just do it. On the top and the bottom, it's going to roll up and nobody's going to pay attention. Again, Adam comes from a, a long background of these types of things. Like you, You're right, you're right. But it does fit with our motif of just kind of ramshackling our way yeah. through all this stuff to, to putting painter's tape, porta potty QR codes uh, across Carter-Finley Stadium. I put it up at 11 o'clock in the morning. And when I got, when I was there post-game, they were all still there. I was worried someone from the porta potties would come and tear them down. Nah. That's what I was worried. I mean, about. that might not be there for the Carolina game. Oh, I got a, We got more, but Don't we worry. got more. Right? We're not worried about that. Thanks to our friends over at Copiers. Thanks Plus. to Drew at Copiers Plus. Copiers Plus <laughs> And if that's as again one of the things that we are not fighting, but the one thing we have to be aware of is that some people still might not know what happened. People might not know what's happened with the podcast. Well, this QR code is a good way to go about it. Now, you were at Carter Finley Stadium for the NC State Miami game. My dad made the correct decision to not go to that game on Saturday night and go to Cary Band Day to go watch Caleb and the Enlo Marching Eagles. Uh, so shout out to Eli, who won those tickets, an NC State fan who got to see a win. There's a lot of big picture ACC things that we can get into in a second, but let's start with both State and Clemson, where the coaches have been salty about appreciation, and both coaches hit milestones to varying degrees of success. Dave Doran gets to win number 78. Dabo gets to what, 160-something, 166, I think it was. That makes him the all-time winningest coach at Clemson. Uh, again, the standards are different standards, but I think there's one commonality, Joe. Both coaches want to be appreciated, and I think they both got a little bit of their sunshine on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I thought the way that State won the game on Saturday was very much a Dave Doran special. Mm -hmm. Defense with four turnovers, three interceptions. I thought Aiden White's pick in the end zone was still 7-6 was the play of the game. 
Um, it's important for state to stay on schedule. It's important for them to stay ahead of teams. And, and we've seen the formula now two weeks in a row, first against Clemson, yep. then against Miami. You do enough on offense. You don't beat yourself on offense. The defense actually is the one that turns around and wins the game for you. As long as you don't beat yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought state in that game on Saturday night, the defense is more than just Peyton Wilson now. And I think that was the big problem early in the season. And, and people can go back and look and be like, no, 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 the defense all year. No, 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 no. The defense was giving up big plays. They, they were, were getting gashed because they were trying to do too much, which is what Dave Norris had said after the Duke game. You know, hey, we've got to just worry about our job. And I think Peyton Wilson has been spectacular all season, but you can see the growth of the unit around him now. And they yeah. are able to win games that way. It's going to be interesting because as Dave Dorn often says, the chip on their shoulder, they play better mm-hmm. with the chip on their shoulder. And there was definitely one after losing at Duke 24 to three. That was a bad night. That was a bad night. They went back, they got a week off and they reevaluated who they are and how they could win football games. So they deserve all of the props for doing that. I don't think anybody thought that NC State was going to get to bowl eligibility the way they've gotten to bowl eligibility following that Duke game. If you had no. wins over Clemson, oh, so I did and tell Miami, you, I did tell you they were playing their best game against Clemson. Uh, no, you were told right you early. You were right about that, just in the same way that you and I are both right about Clemson still has games in them that will remind you we're still freaking Clemson, yeah. and you might want to bury us, but we're <laughs> still going to find a way. I always thought that game was going to be the UNC game. Little did I know it was actually going to be Dabo kind of calling a shot about how Notre Dame is, you know, do it. He did the Lou Holtz thing. Like, oh man, they're an excellent the best team. The best team we're going to play. Complete. But to, to focus on NC State a little bit more here and about Dave Doran, it, it's consistent what we've always said about Dave Doran. We can look at the, fir- like the larger context of his record. We can look at the larger context of his ACC win percentage. We can look at the larger context of, Getting to 78 wins after 11 years on the job speaks more to NC State's football program than anything else. But the one consistency with Dave is they do not quit. It is a resilient group. They might not have the flashiest wins. These are features, not a bug. If anything, we should stick with calling them the NC State Wolf Hawkeyes or whatever you want to call them or the Iowa Wolfpack because... That's kind of their M.O. in the grand scheme of things. And here's Dave Dorn. He got a question from Brett Friedlander on this note about, look, you know, when everybody was kind of done with you after the Duke loss, you found ways to win. And you're on the road now with some very winnable contests against Wake Forest and Virginia Tech. Just saying, but we'll get to a rumor in a second. But here's Dave Dorn after the game. I don't know. I always feel like everything starts with my attitude, my energy. I think there's one thing that I am proud of about myself. I don't quit. I'm very, very persistent. Um, no matter how tough it is, I'm going to keep fighting. And, and because I do that, I think that wears off on people and in the program. And that's just, you know, the DNA of this place, which is one of the things I love about NC state going back to Jimmy V. I've said that a million times, but his never, never quit speech is, is so perfect, you know, for this team and for the school. That's Dave Dorn after the game. There's the Wolfpack game for soft people from Phillip Rivers. There's the Julius Hodge. You know, they he, they prefer when they're the underdog. They don't really do well when things are expected of them. They always surprise you. It's your law of the wolf. And that, I guess, that whole law of the wolf motif uh, gets you to how they beat Miami. A team that, by the way, is going through it offensively. It was a bad matchup for the Hurricanes from the get-go, given what they've been doing offensively. They have not been scoring a lot of points. 
for whatever reason, Mario Cristobal insists on Tyler Van Dyke when a lot of Miami fans are ready for the true freshman. And Van Dyke continues to just be shoulder shruggy meh. I think he point. was hurt and then he was just bad. He's just been bad. He, he right. Uh, he was hurt. He, he was, was bad hurt, on Saturday. But he was bad on Saturday. And here's Dave Doran to ESPN after he gets that wins mark. I know you're not big on personal accolades, but you are now the winningest coach in program history. When you hear the number 78 and Earl Edwards, what emotion does that trigger for you? Uh, it'll hit me a little bit later. Right now, I'm just ready to get in the locker room, have some fun with these guys. So I came here to do something, you know, and leaving something behind, something that my family can be proud of. I think we did that. Very thankful to all the coaches that have helped me and all the players. It means a lot. Congratulations, Coach. Enjoy it. Go back. Chancellor Woodson, turn on the red light, big dog. Turn on the red light, big dog. Breaking Tea has so many shirt opportunities from Salty Dave to turn on the red light, big dog, all that stuff that they can license with Dave Dorn at this point. Was it me or did he stop himself he there when himself. he was like, we came here to... No, himself. you didn't come here to be the all-time leader in school wins. No. I came do, here to win. I, I came do, here to win titles. I do believe him. The when motto he says, from the day one, Joe, has been one pack, one goal. The one goal is not to be the career leader in school wins. I think it's a byproduct of having been here for a long time. He's right. No, I, I love believe, that he I love that he stopped himself. Yeah. I'm giving him credit. I have been giving him credit since the Duke game for his messaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, picking the fight with Steve Smith, whatever. Ah, whatever. He was an I, avatar. I think there. I think his messaging has improved as mm-hmm. this year's gone along. This is the big test, though. Wake Forest is not a good football team. No, they're not. You know, I think Dave Clawson is the best coach in the country, let alone in the ACC. Yeah, but they're they're not a good football team. No. Virginia Tech is now Ender Sandman, yada yada yada, all that other crap. Virginia Tech's turned it around for the beginning NC of the State season. Goes from two teams that we go Clemson and, and Miami. Like, okay, the, Clemson and Miami still have more talent than NC State. Mm-hmm. Now you go play two teams who you have more talent than mm-hmm. on the road in games. Now, this is the most dangerous word in the entire Wolfpack lexicon. Should win. That's what I was saying. Should. It's the, it's the Julius Hodge. They thing. never win the should games. No. No. But that's a bridge to cross when you get there. I, I But back to Dave's messaging, he said last week, I want our team to practice like we lost. Mm-hmm. That's the mindset that they need, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not about Steve Smith. It's not about proving anybody wrong. It's about having this mindset and staying within each week and understanding there's a very specific way that you have to play to win football games. They did that against Clemson. They did that against Miami. They're certainly capable of doing that against a very, very, very beatable Wake Forest team. To Duke on Friday, on Thursday night, that was just a resilient win. Yeah. For, for for the Blue Devils. And this is all a setup for... And they almost got the dress like Wake, play like Wake speech from me. They almost did. They Don't almost be wearing did. black against Wake on a Thursday night. Not they're, a good idea. They're down to their third quarterback, uh, which is something your sources told you about on Thursday. My sources. Just my sources. They got that one right on Thursday. No Riley Leonard, no Beelan. I'll be curious to see if Leonard's going to be healthy enough with this foot injury that he suffered in the <sighs> Florida State or the Louisville game. So I'm curious to see where that goes. I'm sorry. It was in the Florida state game. No, he's had multiple he's different mul- multi- injuries. Multi- he's, I can't even keep track of all the injuries. having some problems. He's been having some problems. Is he going to be off the field for the North Carolina game? I can't imagine he plays this week. Okay. That, that would be a surprise to me as well, but follow me here. NC state has shown this ability to bounce back, not quit. There's a toughness level to Duke that I've been impressed by since Mike Elko has taken over the program. They'll find a way to win like they did at against Wake Forest, a game in which, man, Mitch Griffiths, I mean, how many 
he, he would like a few of those fumbles back for sure. sure. I mean, he got helicoptered, what, two or three times in that game? Uh, ended up being the difference in the game that came down to a walk-off field goal win for the Blue Devils. And then we get to Clemson, which I'm hoping tonight. Does Tyler get invited to the radio show? Tyler. Get his game ball. Does he get his game ball or is he going to wait for it as long as I've been waiting for my game ball from Tom O'Brien over at NC State? But here's Dabo to ESPN after they had a very thorough defensive game against Notre Dame. And Phil Pick Moff, six was important. That was huge. Yep. And of course, you need somebody to step up. A couple of weeks ago when they were playing at NC State, you said their best player was who? The tight end? Yep. Moffa has shown some ability. Shown some ability. We had a big breakout game against the Irish. Here's Dabo, of course, in his bag after a game. And I'm really proud of we ain't had much score away this year, but the one thing you that has shown up every week is the heart and the fight of Clemson. And I know we're down and everybody's throwing dirt on us, but if, if Clemson's a stock, you better buy all you freaking can buy right now. Let's go. <laughs> every time you just want to clown Dabo, man, he comes back and he does some stuff where you go, damn it, Dabo. Why are you so likable sometimes? Clemson's a stock. <laughs> Here's the I sent uh, I sent the old meme, the stonks meme to our friend Eric McLean. Like, is is this what I'm buying? Is this false hope? Are we buying stocks? Are we buying stonks here? But anyway, I just listed those three teams because those three teams are the remaining opponents for North Carolina, which did the predictable thing against Campbell, and they come out of that game talking about, oh yeah, well you know we did some things different defensively. We did our best, you know, they tried to run tempo on us like Georgia Tech did, but we did a good job with that. Never mind there's a difference in talent. Never mind it's not an ACC game. You have this game here because it's a it's a stopgap before we get to the difficult portion of the schedule. The schedule, by the way, that Mac Brown has been complaining about since the schedule was released. I do not like, I do not like the next three weeks for the Tar Heels because they're taking on teams that, I know we can get into nebulous, uh, very just kind of subjective conversations about toughness, but these are three teams that do not quit, three teams that feel good about themselves, going up against, going up against a North Carolina squad that wasn't feeling good about themselves, and I'm not quite sure that Campbell game corrects much of what we saw against Virginia or Georgia Tech. No, the Campbell game doesn't matter. The, the UNC is at a crossroads. Mm -hmm. This is where you have to decide what you want to be. And at seven to two, yeah, you still have a chance to do something that teams around here don't do a lot of, and that is win 10 games. That is go to a, a major bowl game. You know, th those are the things that are in front of them right now. Yeah. But they have to make a choice. And the way that they played against Georgia Tech is not good enough. The way that they played against Virginia is not good enough. And full respect to Georgia Tech and Virginia, but those teams are not as talented as Duke, Clemson, or NC State. They're not as tough as those teams no. either. And quite frankly, these three teams are going to be juiced to play Carolina. Mm -hmm. All three of them will All be juiced three of them, yes. to play Carolina. Duke's beat up, banged up. I get it. But, but they're juiced and ready to play. But based on what we've seen out of Mike Elko in, in, in big games this year, that team comes out swarming. You used swarming. Right, you used the word that that is the right way to put it, the, the juice. And that's been my biggest issue with North Carolina the last couple of weeks after I thought that there were a complete team after I thought that this year was going to be somewhat different. I, I got, I, I bought it and I know I had Carolina fans tell me, still, don't, 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 I know, don't buy I, it. I still don't think you're wrong. I don't think I was wrong either. I don't think we're, but, based on what we saw in the first six games, I still yeah, don't think we're wrong. Now, but, how do you predict 
you can't. The defense is going to look like it did against York. You can't can't predict that lucidly. You can't do that, but I do think it brings into focus uh, a lack of juice from the Tar Heels. Sure. That that to me is the biggest red flag for the Tar Heels going forward. And and the Virginia game as well, yes. Can I buy the fact that you look at this game and you're like, we're going to bring it? And I don't know. I really, I really don't know. And that that seems to be the struggle for Mac Brown to get over on this squad in that you have to take care of this business. You have to bring that juice. If you can't, you can't rely on other things to be created for you. You have to go and do it. You have to go and play for the goals that you say you want. And I don't know if the Tar Heels have necessarily done that. And that's why I don't trust them down this three-game stretch. The other reason why I'm not necessarily trusting the Tar Heels, and you talk about the, the competitiveness, the one thing that and you you brought this up on the yellow pad for uh, for NC State and when it comes to turnover games yeah they've as much as I give credit to North Carolina they're having a very good season in terms of the turnover margin NC State has been more consistent in this regard and that was the difference on Saturday against the against the Hurricanes where so far they're plus what are they they're three and zero when they're plus uh, and zero and two when they're even in in terms of turnover margin for this upcoming season yeah it's it's crazy when you look at it. Like mm-hmm. how simple it can be. It really you know, can you, be. You can, you can break down every number that you want, but states three and 29 under Dave Dorn in ACC games when they're a minus in the turnover margin. Like that's, that's bonkers. Over to our friend, uh, Chris over at Dagon box scores. He does bless your chart. Here's where things start. Here's where things stand right now in terms of margins, Florida state clearly above and beyond everybody else in the ACC right now with an ACC plus one twenty nine in uh, point differential seven and zero in conference play. Louisville's the second best at plus 73. And it looks like they're going to be the ones that are likely to play the Seminoles in the ACC championship game at five and one. Although Georgia tech kind of sneaky. You also have uh, Boston college somehow three and two uh, beating up on the bad teams in the ACC. But right now it does look like Louisville is going to be the opponent after Florida state clinched the spot in the ACC title game. Yeah. Louisville plays um, Virginia on Thursday. I do believe they can clinch their spot with a win over Virginia. Yeah, I think you put it on the yellow pad uh, where you've got one score games. You know who's not playing in one score games for the most part? Yeah, Florida State. Florida State. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of one and, of their problems in the previous two years under Mike Norvell trying yeah. to get over was, hey, we're, we're, we're in these coin toss games. We're playing too many of them. And, you know, they're seven and six and the, they were seven and six in those games the previous two years. But mm-hmm. now it's like, hey, you know, you know it's a great idea. Don't play close games. And the funny thing <laughs> is, it wasn't it wasn't the most uh, it, it wasn't like a methodical beating of Pitt. Over no, the weekend, no, but Pitt's, they didn't. I mean, but there, Florida State was also missing some key players, including Keon Coleman, who was the difference Keon maker Coleman, in that Florida State game or Keon, that Wake Forest game. Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson, so their top two receivers, didn't play in that game. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jordan Travis still threw for season nine, three hundred sixty yards in the game. So they're, they're a talented team. They're a deep team. Every time we talk about college football, it's brought to you by our friends over at Wings Over. Check them out: Wings Over Raleigh, Wings Over Chapel Hill, Wings Over Greenville. Uh, I got an email from Sam who went to Wings Over, took our advice. He's like, "You guys do not miss." with people that are sponsoring the podcast. Yeah, guys, if we're going to, if we're going to get behind something, we're going to get behind something. So if these wings, we tell you the good. Yeah. The wings are good. We're not just saying it to say it. So thanks to everybody who's actually gone to wings over and taken us up on checking out those wings. It's great Our stuff. wings are better than your wings Tuesday. That's tomorrow. The OG tailgate wings over taking care of us. We'll have wings. We'll have refreshments. We'll have winners. I'm ready for the OG. If the first, OG tailgate should be fun. That actually gets us into housekeeping. I've had some questions about the OG tailgate. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So here's a quick, you know, Q and A. It's free because you don't have to be in the game, right? You can just 
You could just well, mosey your way over and, and if you can I, get there without And when I say park. free, I was going to say you don't have to pay to park. Although I'm going to Detroit this week and I found out how much it costs to go to a hockey game to park in Detroit. Oh, boy. And maybe uh, maybe our parking prices aren't so bad in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> Regardless, yes, you have to pay to park or you can go park somewhere and walk uh, to PNC Arena. Anyway, the point is where you, you don't, can get Sleek Fleet to pick you up. Could do that. Yeah. You don't need a ticket to the game. Do That's not. the point. You can just hang out in the parking lot with us, and I'll probably be a late straggler into the game itself because, yeah. hey, why not? We're hanging out in the parking lot, and we're going to be on the east side of the parking lot, the 1,000 area. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the the tree line there, the, the, the pines, yes. on the other side of the eye. That's the best way to think about it. So between the, the Carter-Finley and the arena, on that tree line there, the, mm-hmm. yes, our beverages are free. Our wings are free. While, while, as while supplies announcer last. voice, while supplies <laughs> last. But come come and check us out um, um, Tuesday. So we'll be out there. Hey, what time do you want to get out there? We'll be out there. I'm going to go pick up the... We'll set up and do all that stuff. And then I'll pick up the wings at, I'm thinking, 4.30. Okay. And then come back over. So I'm there at 5 with the food. Yeah. So that's that's two hours. Okay. I mean, that's, that's plenty of time for people to mosey and meander and come over and argue with us. <laughs> Taste, taste the wings. <laughs> Meander. Uh, also, uh, big thanks to our listeners who are rocking our gear. Oh, my God. That was the highlight of my night on Saturday night. So I'm watching. So I got back from Jacob's hockey game to watch the second half of the NC State Miami game. And uh, there was a key sequence where, again, the defense steps up. They do the cut over to the fans and whatnot. And what do I see? I see an Ovias <laughs> and Gilio hoodie from Breaking Team. Not only... Is it an Obi's and Gilio hoodie? It's also the one that I feel is underappreciated because not a lot of people get it. The Skyhawks. The Skyhawks one. <laughs> when people see the Skyhawks hoodie and they know what the Skyhawks are, they go, oh, oh, damn. <laughs> so shout out to Blake because I caught this. This fan has excellent taste in hoodies and I see see breaking tea. And I guess Blake uh, saw that I had put it out there. I guess he got blown up that he showed up on TV. He's like most comfortable hoodie in the game coming from the source represented even though the green was slightly Miami colors. So, hey, man, look, I think it's science. You buy an OG hoodie from BreakingT.com, you get on ESPN. Is that, isn't that, not, is that science or what? Feels, feels like a simple one plus one equals three to me. That's what it sounds like to me, too. Now, speaking of the Wolfpack, we went to the NC State Legends yeah. Golf Tournament well, yeah. whoa, whoa, on whoa, Friday. Whoa, 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 what? How did you end up being on the winning team? We'll get to that. Okay. We'll, get, we'll get to that in a second. We'll get to that in a second. I don't. We don't need to talk about it right now. Okay. Uh, but I have to pull this up. You bought how many raffle tickets at this golf tournament? I was trying to support Lonnie Pool Golf Course. Okay. And I remember from our golf tournament, the best way to do that is to buy raffle tickets. You're right. That is the best way to do it. So, so I took this picture of you, and you look like you just got done at Dave and Buster's after crushing it at the skee-ball machine. You're, you're going to be so disappointed in, in what happened. So, no, I know what happened. So I go over there afterwards <laughs> thinking I had stuffed the ballot for the, the cooler that I wanted. Nope. And the guy gave me a... It wasn't Chip. The guy was working there gave me this pump fake. He's like, oh, yeah, you won. And I'm like, oh, cool. He's like, oh, no, no, you didn't win the cooler. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have cared about not winning because, again, the whole point was to give money to yes. the Lonnie pool, which yes. you do, if you don't know in the most NC state way possible is not run by NC state. It's, it's independently managed mm-hmm. by 
the, the, the group that runs Lonnie Pool Golf Course. Okay? Yeah, and right right down to the merchandise too. Like they yeah. have to, like it's separate from Adidas. So please, by all means, go support yes. Lonnie Pool because yes. they do an amazing job. It's a great track. Yes. I had a lot of fun. I actually played pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, shouts to the Color ID guys. They do the uh, IDs for NC State. Oh, okay. All the cards and stuff. I mean, that's a great, that's a great hookup right there. Uh, we had fun, but yeah, the, the pump fake on the prize was was slightly uh, uh, disappointing. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, no, 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 you want something. I'm like, no, no, no. There was only one thing you, I wanted you, to win. You won golf. I was like, no, no, no. You won some golf. There was one thing I, that I wanted to win. I also just wanted to win one thing. I wanted to win that igloo cooler with yeah, you the wanted, speakers. Well, okay, we, uh, I don't care. A, it's not a cooler, but we have our it own. It is a cooler. No, no, no. I would have won a cooler, but yes, right. we do have this briefcase, which I'll bring to the OGTL yes. for it's jam fine. purposes. It's fine, but it's not a cooler. I also put some tickets in for these uh, Coors Light, like shade chairs, beach chairs with like a little shade hoodie thing. Oh, nice. I I was a big fan of that, but I'm burying the lead. Uh, I'm a now two-time winner of the NC State Legends Golf Tournament. Shout out to my group uh, at Easy Go. You actually golfed with these guys last year. I played with the Easy. They're really good. They're They're really, really good. Dude, this guy, um, it was uh, JD. It was uh, Evan who was like the easy guy. That's other guy, Dennis. These, these were like the easy go reps. When you say easy go, you like, kind of explain the, the golf, golf cart. carts, the golf carts, and easy go carts, like particularly the ones that they use at Lonnie Pool, which they also use at RCC. Yeah, these are like the no break ones. These are like the fancy, like high the automatic ones. braking yeah. ones. Not only yeah. that, and this is this is this is the part that I was getting at. It wasn't that I won. That's whatever. Like that's a total fluke. I bring look, dude. I bring two things to a golf tournament. An amazing handicap. I'm a max handicap. Yes. And I'm good for one hole. Yeah. I will get you a birdie. What hole did you actually 18. function on? 18. 18. What did you do? I basically off of their drive. In. Yeah. I chipped in. Wow. So we also bought one of those uh, hit from 150 yards out yeah, for the yeah, mat. Yeah. So we had a two on a five. No, no, no. So I, that helped. Look, but anyway. I just want to tell you, that's a, that's a difficult format to win. It a is. Texas Scramble it's is a easy. difficult format to win. But here's the wild part of Easy Go. The technology is what got me. So they have this thing called True Pin. And the GPS is down to the yard, man. Mm-hmm. The yard. So when you get into the Easy Go and it has you the screen, I, I think they've recently updated the screens because when they show you the greens, they give you like Mario Golf levels of detail. Yeah. Like, ah, okay, here's where the pin placement is. Here's the red to show you that it goes uphill. Here's the blue that shows you that it goes downhill. Gives you the entire lay of the land. But the reps from EasyGo were almost like like beta testing just how accurate were these things. And they were so hype. They're like, all right, it says 166. Boom, got out there with the range chart. Yeah, 166. Oh, man, they were hype about this stuff. So it was, it was actually really interesting technology, man. The golf carts have gotten to a level that I did not realize <laughs> they could get to. I think I was like amazed at the technology. Not gonna lie. If, if only you could fine tune your nine wood to such precision. Oh man, they love that. <laughs> they love that. We also were uh, got. I believe the gentleman's name was Riley. He's the superintendent over at Carolina Country Club. Okay, we had a loaded group, dude. Mm. A loaded group. A no, lot of my, no, they my were handicap. Really and uh, he was flabbergasted by the, the nine, nine wood. wood. He's like, "There's a reason why they stopped making those." I'm like, "Yeah, and there's a reason why I'm looking for a thirteen wood <laughs> at this point." So I can. I said, "Look, at the very least." It is a conversation starter when I break out the Adams tight lies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy for the easy go people. I was not happy for you that you won. Why? So, no. Why? I, I get to add another Wolfhead statue to the collection. <sighs> no. <laughs> I'm going to put the score up right up here. And speaking of decor, 
Do you like what I've done with yes, your side of the respect wall? Respect the bird. I'm very proud of you. Yes. Thank you. I went to the uh, trunk show fall market. You know, I had a bunch of vendors outside. It's pretty ridiculous what they're asking for vintage sports memorabilia shirts. And they had a starter jacket, like a Panther starter jacket. It was like $180. Oh, yeah, like an original one. I was like, ooh, that's hot. But I can't justify spending that amount of money on a starter jacket, even if it came out of the OG media account. I know we'll get there soon to the home field ones. Have you seen their new Big East stuff? Did you see home field drop the new Miami satin jacket too? I did not see the Miami. Yes. I saw they call, they're calling it the garden collection. And it's like Villanova, Syracuse, Georgetown, mm-hmm. one and St. John's mm-hmm. that they have. And you're supposed to wear it to the Big East tournament. Of course. Like they're very, very sweet. Well, they dropped a, uh, they dropped a UNC women's 1994 shirt last oh, cool. week. So again, you can go check that out at home field. We'll get to that ad in a second, but I wanted to wrap up the thought. For $14, I picked up what were clearly like school classroom supply items. I was going to say, should I make a turkey out of the hand? Yes, you should. You should. So, because I know you respect the bird. And Kelly was very confused. Like, why are you buying Thanksgiving stuff? I'm like, because Jillio won't let me put up Christmas decorations yet. But I want to decorate the studio for the holidays. So, this is from 1979. Legit? Legit 1979 (laughs) never opened bag. It even has the problematic pilgrims and Native Americans Ah. that I will not be putting (laughs) on the wall. But if you're of a certain age like Joe and I, you know exactly what I'm talking about. There's a white guy and a musket. Yep. Yeah. Don't want that. We don't <laughs> we don't do that anymore, thankfully. But they had the sweet turkey. They had the pumpkins and some other fall items with gourds. They had a little sign that says "Happy Thanksgiving." I was hyped, Joe. And when I saw that, I'm like, I gotta get this for I you. Love, I gotta get this for you. I love the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> now I have a tissue paper, like the, like the ones that unfold expand. and expand. I'm gonna try to oh, try find to a dangle way. it. Yes. <laughs> no, no, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to dangle it from the drop ceiling behind you uh-huh. with some fishing wire, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> so we're not done decorating here in the Eford Studios. Uh, you mentioned Homefield. Go check them out. Homefieldapparel.com. I actually bought some new stuff from Homefield Homefield Apparel because they've dropped the 1983 Miami Hurricanes ringer tees, mm. which my dad was. He was, you know, I was there for that Nebraska game. You know, I was there for that. You were there too. I was four, but I was there. And he actually broke out the ticket stub for our friend, George Sedano. I was going to say, you could sell those. George was in town for the ESPN call of the North Carolina Campbell game. Yeah. So he usually jokes with me. He's like, where can I get a good cup of coffee? Cuban coffee. I said, my parents' house. So he took me up on the offer. He came over to my parents. My dad was so hyped. He showed him all his Miami stuff. But in the process, we bought an OG 23 promo code. Miami ringer tea. I also snuck it. My dad didn't realize like, here's a credit card. Just buy it. I don't I enter in all your information. So I, well, I had my dad's credit card. I went, Oh, there's also this home field hoodie that I wanted to buy. That just says home field. Home on field. It. You know what? I'm just going to sneak that purchase in. You can do that too. So again, they got great hoodies. Go check them out. Homefieldapparel.com. And big thanks to Matt Davis over at state farm. Check them out. V O G insurance.com insuregarner.com or call yeah. them directly at 919-779-8277. Yeah, what happens when you want to save money? What happens when you want to talk to a real person? We have these two worlds collide. Mm-hmm. Give Matt and Nicole a call. 919-779-8277. Big uh, thanks to Matt. We got some tickets for the Gilio family Ooh. Uh, in tomorrow's OG tailgate. You got two extra, by the way? Potentially. All right, let Potentially. me know. Because Kelly and Jacob, I want to go. Okay. Just saying. I'll see what else I can do. Just saying. Just saying. 
All right, over to the Carolina Panthers, where they remain very much not good. I think there was a little bit of false hope. They beat the Houston Texans last week because I don't know. False hope for who? Oh, I still found a way at one and six, a path to winning the division because it's not like the division is all that good. And that continues to play out. Yes, it does. Atlanta lost another game. I mean, not have lost. (laughs) Come on now. They got a QB problem. I think we all understood Atlanta had a QB problem. So I thought, you know what? what, what, This would be fun. Let's have a, a path to the NFC South title based on a lot of teams that don't have winning records. For instance, the, or the uh, yes, here we go. The Colts were the first game in this, uh, in this matter. They were three and five going into this game. They had quarterback issues. Gardner Minshew was your starting QB as Anthony Richardson is essentially done for the season. They got the bears on Thursday night at two and six, right? Or they you know, they lost again. Point being, it's not like they're taking on a lot of difficult teams. But where I said there was false hope is that Bryce Young had been building towards at least playing competent quarterback. Bryce Young, to me, continued to not be the problem. So after all of this, see, it's not Bryce. Bryce has actually been pretty good if you've been watching the game closely and not just kind of glancing up or just looking at box scores. But then Sunday comes around. Well, he was due for a bad game. And he laid an egg, man. Absolutely laid an egg. And Frank Reich kept saying that this wasn't a revenge game. No, no, it's not a revenge game. It's not a revenge game. Not the team that fired me. It's not a revenge game. Maybe you should have treated it like a revenge game and you wouldn't have come out as just flat as they were against the Colts on Sunday. And yes, to your point, Bryce Young had a really, really bad game. Two pick sixes to go with the three interceptions. Just was accuracy was off. He was pressured a lot as the offensive line continues to be a problem. And making matters even worse with a close turnaround, Brian Burns is in concussion protocol and likely not going to play against the Chicago Bears on Thursday. Again, you're trying to protect Bryce Young's psyche as your only job for the rest of the year. You can't play for your draft pick position. You've already decided not to trade any of your questionable assets. So all you really have at this point is to try to make sure that Young is mentally in the right position for the start of year two. Games like this are going to happen. Yeah. This is the classic, you know, Troy Aikman threw for 9 million interceptions before he won. 400 Super Bowls. This is, you know, Peyton Manning set the rookie record for interceptions. It happens, man. These are the games that happen. And, you know, I I continue to wonder, like, Miles Sanders, man. Like, what are we doing What happened? Don't know, man. This is is the part of the thought process where you go, okay, what were the moves they made in the offseason that they thought were helping themselves with? Mm -hmm. And you look at the receivers and you go, okay. And then you look at Miles Sanders, and that was a guy last year who put up unbelievable numbers. That was with the unbelievable offensive line of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. So here's the thing. To your point about his psyche, not breaking him. If he's the future, you have to put him in the best position, you know, coach him up, et cetera. And part of that is playing through weeks like this, to be perfectly honest with you. Which is why I was bothered by a question after the game where Frank Reich was asked whether or not they would consider benching Bryce Young, get him on the sideline to watch from Andy Dalton. Here's the response. Is there any part of you that feels that has entertained the idea of maybe sitting him down, letting him watch, going with Andy, or is it just something as a rookie you just got to go through the mistakes? I suppose that's a fair question, but I can honestly tell you that thought's never even came close to entering my mind. I think his confidence level will be great. Um, Listen, I've seen this happen to the best quarterbacks in the history of the game. I mean, they all have they all have games like this. And sure, it's going to be easy to say, you know, it's easy to put it on the quarterback. And um, but you bounce back. That's what makes the great ones. And uh, it's a long road. 
you know, it's a long road to, uh, you know, as like I've said this many times, the quarterback journey developing into the franchise quarterback, it's a long road. And uh, so we, I slash we believe very strongly in Bryce. Um, coming into this game, I felt like he was hitting a rhythm and a stride. This is, this is a step backwards for us as an offense. You know, we were starting, thought we had several games in a row where we're making good strides. And then we, we went out and laid an egg today. So that was Frank Reich after the game. And I thought Frank Reich handled it, handled that question. Most of yesterday's press conference in very realistic terms, it actually ties into an article from Joe person of the athletic as they, as they approach what is going to be a, a, just a terrible, no good, forgettable season uh, in Frank Reich's first year. It was all kind of done under the premise of the revenge game against the Colts. And to a man, everybody that Joe person talked to, the players appreciate Frank Reich's honesty, his bluntness. He's not sugarcoating anything. He's just being absolutely upfront with what it is. Sometimes I think it's gotten them in trouble during press conferences this year, like with the David Tepper conversation, and everything else. But in terms of the handling of Bryce Young, I do think he's been as in the best form possible of being honest and benching him in favor of Andy Dalton the rest of the way or for one week accomplishes nothing other than potentially hurting his psyche. I was going to say, if he's in physical danger of being injured, which he's not, which I don't think he is. I don't think he is. I don't think <laughs> that, he is. You know, but I, I, they're handling this the right way. Mm -hmm. Again, you have to go back to the off season and you look at, okay, what was the premise and how is it? Where have, where did you fail in your premise and, th and how you thought you were going to build a winner this year? Yeah. The offensive line is probably the number one answer here. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't have predicted the injuries that hit them up front. They lost 40% of their, of their starting offensive line for the first game of the year. Yeah. So, or by the first half of the first yeah, game of the year. But you know what though? Look, the, the Panthers, and this is where you can probably bang on Frank Reich a little bit in terms of coaching. Every team at this point in the season is dealing with some level of attrition. Look at the Eagles, which lost some more players. And we'll talk about the general NFL in a, in a bit. Um, how you overcome that is part of the game. Part sure, of the season. But if you don't have talented skill players, which I think we can all agree on, well, they don't, they don't, mm. then your offensive line has to play a certain way. And I think by the middle of last year under Steve Wilkes is when you saw them go, okay, we're going to run the football. The offensive line really gelled. They came together. They gave you a kind of a glimpse of maybe a false hope that, hey, if this group can stay together and we, you know, made the move to draft Icky in the spot that they did. Yeah. And the, the the free agent moves that they had made after Matt Rule, right? Like, those were all smart things, I thought, to improve their offensive line. Mm -hmm. To lose 40% of it, again, by halftime of the first game of the year, that's difficult for a team like that when you have no margin of error to overcome. The Eagles, yeah. I think, are in a different category right now. Plus, their quarterback, the Eagles quarterback, is a running back. Yes. He's a complete difference maker. Which is not what Bryce Young is. Uh, every time we talk about the Panthers, is brought to you by Graffiti. Go check them out in downtown Cary. Tuesday night, break-even night, you get an incredible selection of bourbon. They are selling to they are selling it to you at cost. So if you have this bourbon that you've had your eye on or you've heard about it, they have it as the special, you can go in there and get a, an ounce pour for like three bucks. It's pretty incredible. And of course, on Sundays during the games, they got all the games on TV. And they got great bourbon specials as well. I wish you were at the state game on Saturday. I saw Joey Doster yeah. on the busman's holiday. He was actually at the state game and as a, as a fan, mm -hmm. he made fudge pecan balls with Weller. Oh, they were delicious. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I, Hmm. Yes. 
I am uh, I am intrigued. Bourbon fudge pecan balls. Need the recipe, man. Definitely yeah. need the recipe for that. So uh, over the weekend, as the Panthers were losing, started getting some responses from from listeners, from fans. Because okay. I, I did ask, like, what is the point of the David Tepper era Carolina Panthers right now? It's it's just not been good. Just straight up not been good. There's been nothing you can point to and say, hey, man, I feel like this is going in the right direction. Uh, not even down to the development because you saw what happened in Rock right. Hill and everything else. Uh, from Dan on Twitter, honestly feels more like a Frank Reich problem at this point. Not that Bryce didn't have a bad game as well. Yeah, two things can be true. As much as I can laud Frank Reich for being as honest and open as possible, I haven't really been all that impressed from what I've seen with Frank Reich this season. All right, here's where I'll defend Frank Reich. Okay. Because you, you'll remember last year, who the person I thought who did the best coaching job in the NFL in 2022 was Brian Dayball. Yep. Because he went to the Giants. He got the most out of his quarterback. He got the most out of a team that had been floundering offensively. How's that been working out this year? But the and this year they are bad. They are down bad. They are bad. They're also down with Tommy DeVito again. They are stink out loud bad. Yes. Okay. It's the same coach. It's the mostly the same quarterback. No, it looks like Danny Dimes has torn his ACL after year. They've had the same issues up front. They've lost sixty percent of their offensive line. I don't, I'm telling you, when you look around the NFL, there are however many different playmakers, and this is going to get us into a, uh-oh, I was wrong about something. Mm-hmm. I hate when I'm wrong about something. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Um, but when you lose your offensive line on the fly, yeah. when you do not have the ability to make up for it, you are up the creek without a paddle. Mm-hmm. There, and, and, and I'm saying this as a person who defended Brian Dayball and showed you last year why the Panthers should have fired Matt uh, Matt Rule in the offseason because of the early start that Dayball showed last yeah. year. And even this year, remember in the preseason, I told you, look what, they, look what they just schemed up in the in the preseason when they were healthy. So you lose your offensive line, man. You're you're in trouble. Speaking of that, from Jonathan, uh, 850 the buzz alum. Shout out to Jonathan. O-line isn't helping Bryce at all. The coaching staff didn't allow Bryce to throw anything beyond nine yards for many weeks. Bryce isn't doing well, but it's been a failure all around. And that's been my biggest point. Yes, you can point to the offensive line, but when they were, quote, unquote, healthier, they were still giving up big sacks. Uh, and Bryce, but they were never healthy. <laughs> as healthy that's as it could possibly Okay, so Austin Corbett tore his ACL at the end of last year, right? One guy. Okay, and then Christensen got hurt in the first game of the year. Yeah, and some of this relates to why Ike Aquano has not been as good as no, he Ike's was last bad. year. But he's been bad. He's been bad, period. And he hasn't had good line mates to go along with it. Totally get all that stuff. The point is, the point is, you have to be able to coach around that at times, at times. And offensive line attrition aside, I think we can all agree that they've handled Bryce Young like a baby. They have not just thrown him out there to be like, all right, man, we're going to learn. It's like, you know what Bryce Young's biggest problem is? Last year, last week, they won the battle, right? We joked about the CJ Stroud, Bryce Young Bowl, whoever wins this. Clearly, we're going to make definitive statements based on the QB wins. They're not both allowed to be good. Right. Yeah. Well, this week, Bryce Young ends up having his worst game of the season, and CJ Stroud goes out there and has a historic rookie mark in a game in which they didn't have a kicker. So they were just going for two all the time and converting on fourth downs. Gilio Tecmo rules. I love it. It really was. And I don't have the, I don't have the tweet in front of me, but uh, Josh Norris over at underdog fantasy 
put up the next gen stats of what CJ Stroud was doing, the guy was on a rope, man. Yeah. Just laser, laser, on a rope, on a rope, on a rope. I mean, that's the biggest issue. And without fail on a Sunday when Bryce Young is looking kind of blah, people are watching what CJ Stroud is doing and going, that could have been us. So the question you have to ask yourself, as much as the offensive line has been in shambles, do you think that CJ Stroud would give the Panthers a little bit of a different edge than what we've seen out of Bryce Young? Is it the co- would the coaching staff have done with CJ Stroud what they're doing with Bryce Young? These are questions I don't know the answer yeah, to. Yeah, you know where I was on CJ Stroud. So. Yeah, I know. Oh, and about the Bryce Young getting her part, this was another comment from one of our listeners from Tim. I was never a big believer in Bryce Young is too small. He's going to get hurt theory. But now with the opposing D-line getting to him before the ball does, yeah, he's going to get hurt. That's the funny thing. I still don't believe that. I, there's, I don't know. Maybe Bryce Young knows how to take a hit. I don't know what it necessarily is. Maybe it's the, we get so wrapped up in bigger, faster, stronger that maybe there's something to uh, him. Look, I don't, I don't think it's be good for him in the long run, but so far I have not been sweating any of the physicality that Bryce Young has had to deal with. He could learn to slide. There was a couple moments when he had to scramble yesterday where it's like, but no, 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 Bryce Young, don't, don't, don't do that. At one point he went head first. Like, no, 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 no. Please. You get the extra yard. Yeah, I guess you get the extra yard, but. Anyway, the Panthers have been just absolutely, it's just, I don't know what else to say. Everything that could anymore. go wrong for the Panthers has, has gone wrong. It has. And yes. it's gonna, are they going to lose to Chicago on uh, on Thursday? Does Chicago, Probably. Does Chicago understand if they beat the Panthers, it actually helps them not just in the win column, but also with potential draft picks? Yeah, so the whole tanking idea goes out the window, even if Tyler Banjit went back to being a pumpkin. Tyson. Or Tyson. Uh, sorry, I still got Dabo and Tyler stuck in my head. Sorry about that. Thanks to uh, Whitaker and Hammer for sponsoring Ovias and Gilio. Check them out online at wh.lawyer. Again, that's wh.lawyer, attorneys and counselors at law. I don't. I have not gotten word that um, Gilio has filed suit against the NC State Legends Tournament to get a proper scorecard, subpoenaing to see if I actually won that thing outright, but We'll see. I await that. Uh, I await that mail. No, I'm not. I'm not upset about that. I know who you played with. Yeah, I know. It's as simple as that. <laughs> it is really as simple as that. <laughs> anyway, check them out. Wh.lawyer. Again, that's wh.lawyer. Also, big thanks to Hometown Realty. Check them out online at myhdr.com. Buying or selling, the most important part here is having brokers that understand, having brokers that not only understand how the market's going and what exactly you're looking for and new home construction, mm-hmm. by the way, but also understanding that, hey, look, Things like guaranteed offers are not the move right now, given that a lot of houses are actually going for over lists. So don't leave money on the table. From here to the coast, you need the expertise of hometown realty. More than six locations, more than 250 agents. Six locations, more than 250 agents. Go to myhtr.com. You'll see the difference. Don't trust your number one investment or your number one move on some online nonsense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or guaranteed national service. Go local. Go with the experts. Go with myhtr.com. Joining us on the Heastra Automotive Group Hotline already, see, Dimitri, Dimitri Rivanos, uh, Young Guns, the podcast. Joe can't see you because he forgot his computer, but he is uh, probably a good thing that he can't see you because you already have a Santa hat on. And oh, Joe, is, is, respect the bird, Dimitri. I was about to say, is Julia one of those people that capes for no Thanksgiving erasure? Yes, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is the thing that I've never understood uh, about all of you that not only love Thanksgiving, but love your family and want to spend time with them. Like <laughs> you're, you're an adult. 
Why? I did my time with my parents and my sister. Moving on. Well, here's the thing about, because Joe and I are in similar boats, because your family's not here, right, Dimitri? Yeah, yeah. Dad's, uh, on, uh, mom and dad both are on the Gulf Coast, and my sister's in Nashville. Okay, there you go. See, Joe and I have the issue where, uh, like, all the family's here. Like, my parents yeah. are in Cary. Kelly's parents are out in Wendell. Joe literally lives down the street from his parents. <laughs> I mean, I think... And don't you have like a sister or two that lives in the basement? I don't know. You like mm-hmm. your family, you, they they're stashed. The Gilio family's stashed in all sorts of places. Yes. That shows up. We're all here over at the golf course. Yeah. So I you, mean, look, more, more power to you. Um, but uh, as the kids say on uh, on the Instagram, couldn't be me. Couldn't be you. I think if I was away from my family, I would probably look at Thanksgiving a little bit differently. Like, oh, okay, oh no, it's together. the best. It's the best. But no. But no. It's like I, I like I literally just saw my parents yesterday. But yeah. So what what is it? The Christmas is about the gifts or. Uh, so this is sort of what I wanted to talk to you boys about today. Do you know what actually my favorite part of Christmas is, is putting lights on the house, putting, uh, putting Same. stockings up, hanging. Uh, what's the nonsense of leaves you put on your stairs? Oh, that's that's mm-hmm. really where we uh, where we get at it. Lauren saved a photo a few years ago that I put up on Instagram where I am. Uh, I am making christmas crafts and in the background you can see an ecu memphis game on my television oh lovely it's uh it's really like it's me all every aspect of my personality all rolled into one so how are you going to incorporate christmas christmas theming with bryce young is he is he like the charlie brown christmas tree that you have we've we skipped straight to the yeah we've skipped straight to the post-holiday depression uh, with Got Bryce Young and the Panthers. No, what, so Lard and I have uh, have this idea. Um, and look, the the Christmas season, whether or not you are very pro Thanksgiving or not, mm-hmm. we are coming quickly on the Christmas decorating season. And if you are the type of person that in the past has been accused of being a Grinch or a Scrooge because you do not decorate your house, and the reality is you do not have the time, nor do you want to invest the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Young Gun Podcast wants to give away decorating your house uh, this holiday season. So here's the deal. <laughs> okay. I need people to go to their favorite podcast platform, whichever one it happens to be. Sure. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Send us proof at uh, it was the OG goes digital at gmail.com. Correct? You set up the email. I would hope you know it. It's been and honestly, I spend every day with the email tab open as I transcribe all these addresses, but I've never bothered to actually look at our address before. <laughs> Great, awesome. Love that. Appreciate you. Yeah, the uh the OG goes digital at gmail.com. Send me a picture proving that you've done it. And also send me a picture of your house, uh, mm-hmm. just so I can get an idea of what it is we're looking at here. Uh could we have run this by Whitaker and Hamer first or? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I just like to collect pictures of real estate in the, uh, in the Raleigh Durham Chapel Hill area. That's yeah. the other part too. I need you to be in Raleigh Durham or Chapel Hill. I can see from our emails. We have a lot of folks in the triad. We have a lot of folks in Wilmington uh, yeah. because of your connection. Uh, Joe, we have a lot of your family down in Florida on, on young gun. We have a lot of folks down in Alabama that listen, yeah. I'm not yeah. coming that far to decorate your house. It has to okay. be within a 40-minute drive of where I am. But please okay. go like, subscribe, leave a comment. That's very important. And send us proof. And we are going to draw somebody at random. Uh, and we are going to decorate their house. What does that mean exactly? We well, have to decide. What, what does that mean? Are you are you okay. the decorations? Are, or is so, it like 
Like, hey, I ha- I decorate the house in a particular way. Here are the tubs of lights. You go do we it. We just had the home and garden people here. Super yeah. secret now that it's they're gone. We're allowed to say they were here. Yeah. Hillary is Hillary. Hillary's are you doing it like Hillary where you show up and you say, you know what? That's a decent enough holiday display, but we're going to do it even better. Right. Uh, I'm glad you asked, Joe, because uh, this could be a number of different things. This could be me and Lauren showing up with a bucket of light. Like, I have literally a closet in my basement that is nothing but Christmas lights that are just in case. Okay. Uh, so I will, I will probably contribute those if a, uh, you know, uh, if, if, if the fine folks at Heaster Automotive or Homefield Apparel or any of our sponsors want to get involved, maybe we'll just pay one of those 1-800-WE-HANG-YOUR-CHRISTMAS-LIGHTS places <laughs> to come to it. This could literally be anything, but we are going to decorate your house for Christmas. Okay. And, and you're not going to, you're not going to uh, have a turnover on the way like Bryce Young to this house. So it's not going to end up being somebody else's house that accidentally gets decorated, even though you were technically the winner. I do. You know, uh, Joe, this week I am a devoted Jalen Milrow fan. I don't know anything about what Bryce Young did based on, uh, based on Sunday's performance. Uh, although not knowing anything Bryce Young uh, did, I do have to take issue with what you said uh, in the last segment about learning to slide. Yeah. Those two runs were third down. Of course he was going head first. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. It's just awkward when he's when it's time to go down. It's very awkward. It's no, not I'm, the prettiest thing, man. I, I'm with you. He is he is too tough for his own good. He is the chicken hawk alongside Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so let's let's repeat how this works again because I feel like we're almost workshopping this live. Yeah, no, we we really are workshopping All it right. live. Uh, this really does capture our essence. Yeah. Um, so you want people to leave r- rate young gun podcast rate and review is very important it uh look your favorite podcasting platform although if your favorite podcasting platform is not spotify or apple podcast maybe it should be be um so yeah uh then no can they leave a youtube comment as well Ooh. What do you think? You're you're better with the YouTube algorithm than they I am. Should, they should leave, yeah. If you actually want to help with visibility, you need to like and leave comments on okay, YouTube. Okay, there you go. So there you go. Talk, so leave a comment on YouTube. Leave a comment on YouTube. Yep, totally it. fine. And prove, prove it with a picture. The OG goes digital at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we are going to pick somebody at random. Okay. That sounds like a That's, plan. That's all it is. We are trying to spread the Christmas spirit and also possibly spread making us a little bit more of an investable product for uh, for advertising. <laughs> <laughs> Always be hustling. All right, Demetri. Indeed. We'll talk to you later, man. All right, Joe. And Joe, by the way, Joe, I, I can't tell. Are you wearing a Gators sweatshirt or are you wearing a Georgetown sweatshirt? N- neither. It's a Garner sweatshirt that says G-Town on it. Do we call Garner G-Town? Repping the G, baby. Yeah. I had no idea. You've lived here long enough. You should know this by now. Yeah. Don't confuse, it, don't confuse it with G Vegas, which is different. That's where James different. is. Yes. G Vegas it is, Greenville. It is like is the is the um formula for being a Vegas anywhere ville with a college in it? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. It's pretty Just much making sure. All right, man. We'll Sorry, talk to you later. Vegas. All right, boys. All right, to, to non-depressing NFL things, to things that I'm right about. I like being right about things, like the Miami Dolphins, who Ugh. continue to prove that when it comes to the season, they do not belong in the conversation with the best teams in the NFL. 
This is now three times they've taken on a team that's above 500. And this is now three times where they've been outscored by an average, I believe, of 17 points. This is not a group that you can trust, Joe. And as much as people want to nitpick the Kansas City Chiefs, and have they been great offensively? No. But you know what good teams do? They find other ways to win the football game. And Kansas City's defense continues to be the thing that holds it down. Kansas City's defense is the reason why they're still a Super Bowl contender. The defense is still the reason why they're going to come out of the AFC. What, uh, they're not coming out of the AFC. What stings here yeah. is Tariq Hill is the reason that the Dolphins lost this football game. Yep. Fumble was crucial here. Yeah, and this was the game against the Chiefs that was supposed to prove some sort of larger point. As if winning a Super Bowl last year didn't crystallize the point with the Kansas City Chiefs inside Uh, Terry Kill. We somehow needed a game in Frankfurt, Germany to crystallize it even further? Come on, man. I think the Chiefs defense is better than we give them credit for. I I think they're officially in 49ers territory. 49ers dynasty territory where it was like Joe Montana just wins games by himself. And so does Bill Walsh. And it's like, actually their defense was like really Really good. Freaking good. They just didn't have like seven hall of famers on their defense. So you're like, I don't know. I don't don't get it. (laughs) Uh, uh, Hill dropped a pass in the first half of this game. Yeah. Perfectly thrown ball by two. It's below that he had Uh to catch. And then the fumble, which was like a, a kind of a catch, but the, the Chiefs defender actually just made a really good play. Is it McDuffie? And then they end up scooping it and pitching it uh, Falcons, mm-hmm. Deion Sanders style mm-hmm. and scoring a touch. The game was over right there. Um, the Dolphins' biggest problem gets back to the theme of the day, their offensive line. When they don't run the football, which they tried to do in the second half, which is why they played better in the second half yeah, of this Mostert game. Yeah, had two big, had two big yeah. runs that eventually got them back in the game. But their their other standout court, uh, running back was that A-Chain has been hurt. Hurt. So uh, then, yes, to your point, the offensive line has also been banged Mike up. McDaniel is a Kyle Shanahan guy. Kyle Shanahan is obviously his dad's guy. Mm-hmm. That Those are all teams built off of running the ball to set up the pass. And when they just drop back and try to pass and you could do all the motions, you could do all this, you could do all the stuff you want to do. Yeah. Fact of the matter is, if you can't keep a defense honest, which, is, which has been the, the Dolphins' biggest problem, they get into these games where McDaniel, I think, gets a little bit too computer brainy with the passing game and getting away from the run. That was the bonus of the second half was them trying to come back out and establish that run. But it's hard to do when it's, I think it was 21, seven at that point. You know, the other issue for the dolphins and this gets, that's, but the, this gets pointed out. The one thing I will say to you about the dolphins, their defense is legit. Their defense is fine. It's fine, but it's the offense that wows people. The offense right. was supposed to be the thing that was revolutionizing the NFL. And yeah, it's, it's revolution revolutionizing the NFL when you're taking on bad teams. The difference maker is, can you win in different ways? Yes, to your point. That's fair. The defense is good, but the Dolphins have two big problems offensively, and I'm going to give Mike McDaniel all the leeway in the world because he's a young coach, and he's going to figure this stuff out eventually. There's two big problems right now. There is the physicality aspect of offense to kind of get them off schedule, all right? Playing them physically, if they can get away with it, that's going to be a problem. If the defense is playing physical, and they can get away with it, that's going to be a problem. The other issue, low-key, has been pointed out by some NFL people, crowd noise continues to be a problem when you are doing these elaborate setups and motions and everything else, and you cannot get it across. Right. You know what that leads to? Procedural penalties that nuke your drives. And that's been an issue for the Dolphins the last couple of weeks. It was oddly loud in Frankfurt, Germany for a football for the game. Chiefs. Yeah. For the Chiefs, too, by the way. 
And you go back to that Eagles game, which they complained about crowd noise. They simply could not get things going. So these are things that have to be worked out. Yeah, but those are all things that go away. If right. Three kill makes a freaking catch on a perfectly thrown ball 40 yards down the field. Those are things that go away if three mm. kill out, you know, basically takes it personal and plays against the team that told him to F off. Right. Basically, We're, you're not worth it. We're not going to pay you. Like, those are the kind of things we could sit here and talk about all these other things you want. Yeah. But the bottom line is there are only so many playmakers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. He just happens to be one of them. He just happened to not show up he in didn't this football it. game. He didn't have it. Well, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned the little things here and there, right? So, like, the Eagles and the Cowboys are a prime example of this. The Eagles, which got outgained by the Dallas Cowboys, mm-hmm. ultimately outplayed by the Dallas Cowboys, found yet another way to win a game. The Eagles have been winning games in the in the not prettiest fashion. Yeah. And the Cowboys continue to do little things that ultimately take them out of games. Stepping out of bounds when you shouldn't be out of bounds. That that, that kind of stuff, right? And and the, the, the funny thing is, oh, and some clock management because it's Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy. with about four and a half minutes to go. So all those little things do add up over time. And the good teams mitigate that by cutting down on those mistakes. Or, more importantly, you just have dudes that are healthy and coming into their own, which gets to the two interesting outliers in the AFC. I still think the Chiefs are going to come out of the AFC because of that defense. And count Patrick Mahomes out at your own peril, okay? But the Cincinnati Bengals... And the Baltimore Ravens are really sexy right now. Burrow looks healthy. Now, I think that the the Bengals beating the Bills says more about the Bills and how their window is officially closed and how Josh Allen, we have to be honest about the window of time in which he was great. And we're seeing more data to show you that this is the real Josh Allen, okay? But the Bengals look like a different team at the right time because of Joe Burrow health. Fair, but their offensive line is getting better. And they did the same thing to the Bills last night that they did in the playoffs. They're able to run the football. Particularly in the first half. I get get it. Mixon didn't finish with great numbers in that game. But the truth of the matter is, I I laughed watching the, uh, the game in Frankfurt. That was not a pandemic special. Every every play in the first half was a penalty. Every freaking play in the first half of that football game. And I'm sitting here going, can we get back to the pandemic rules? <laughs> pretty please. But the thing is, the pretty, to your pretty point, please. this is actually a, this is this is actually an overriding conversation we've had throughout this season. Offense is down. Yeah. It's just straight up down. And a lot of it has to do with injuries. I mean, we're down to the Tommy DeVitos and the what is Tyson it Clayton Badgett. Clayton, Clayton Toon? Clayton Toon, right? <laughs> Proud of Houston. Hey, man, Josh Dobbs is at least getting it done for the Vikings at this what point. What a great story that is. That is a good story. My gosh. The, uh, everybody thought it was a wrap for the Vikings with the also, Kirk Cousins injury. That gets me back to like when you're talking about crowd noise and, and sign stealing and all this other bullshit, by the way. Mm-hmm. Here, here you are in an NFL game where the guy hasn't practiced, doesn't know the plays. I know. And, the, and the coaches in his head basically telling him, so-and-so is running an out, so-and-so is running, going, running a go, and the other guy is protecting. This is not rocket science. I know we all want to make it into something. It's not right. It's still fundamentally football. Okay. Hmm. And that was, that was the one part of the, of the Kansas city game. The second touchdown drive was like 13 plays, 95 yards. It was just a one long clinic. Do you know any of those plays went to Travis Kelsey, by the way? Right. Zero. Well, Taylor Swift wasn't there. Well, no, but he was, he was actually using Kelsey as a distraction as a, as a, pawn mm-hmm. and it was like wow 
Like Andy Reid sometimes is at a little bit of a different level with the way that he motions people and moves the defense around. But that obviously only works if the quarterback is completely in sync with you and understanding what you're trying to do as the play caller. I thought that part was really uh, remarkable. But ultimately, I watched the first half of that game and my number one takeaway was, whoa, I need the pandemic back. There's way too many penalties in this first half. Yeah. And number two, Tariq Hill, man, buddy, cheetah, club cheetah, club amnesia. I don't know what the hell that was, but that ain't it. You know what I'm going to do before the OG tailgate tomorrow? I'm going to drop by Breeze through. Yes. Dark roast. Get some hydration. Speaking of the dark roast. What's We're gonna, no, we actually are going to need ice. Okay. Well, I'll get ice. Yeah. I'll get ice as well. But no, speaking of the, um, speaking of the dark roast, West Durham dropped by Breeze through. Love the shout out on social media. On, for his, our way, Stevens. Yeah. on his way to Carter Finley Stadium. He said, told you boys next time I was in Raleigh, I'd stop by the Breeze through, grabbed a coffee on my way to meet with NC State head coach, Dave Dorn. Appreciate that from West Durham. So yeah, I got to get ice. I'll get ice. Yeah, we need ice. Do we, how many coolers do we need to bring? You're in charge of the coolers too, since you know I don't have any coolers. You don't have any coolers? I have like one or two, but they're not okay. industrial grade. They're right, not. I'll bring, I'll bring the big red one then. That's what I'll do. So yeah, I'll be at uh, I'll be at that breeze through ahead of our OG tailgate. Also, big thanks to Butcher's Market. Mm. Uh, went and served up our ancient Delicious. family recipe of the ancho chili chicken breast and the charred <laughs> jalapeno and garlic chicken breast and served them up as fajitas. And our guests were like, wow, these are great. How long have you been marinating these? I'll never tell. <laughs> but I'll tell our listeners, thanks to the butcher's market. Uh, the steak sandwich, everything. We so know what's, what's <laughs> funny about the butcher's market, the home base over there on Falls in the News. You just keep making choices. There's no wrong answers. No, That's no the wrong best. Answer. That is truly the best part about the butcher's market. No, you're right. There is no wrong answer, but also they have things to help you out. Like I needed green peppers and onions mm-hmm. they got that there yeah. i'm good pick them up and like good ones too you know not like picked over or whatever like good hearty green onion or green peppers to go with the onions i, I went with the red onions also i realized they did not have any black beans hmm. so I, I was walking over like they got they, they gotta have like cans of black beans even better they had like the pre-packaged cuban beans from a man like from, from some company and i ripped those open put them in a pot simmered them I'm like, oh, these beans are amazing. Oh, yeah, they've been simmering all day. So I'm telling you, Butcher's Market is where you need to go to completely dupe your friends into thinking that all this stuff was homemade. It's not. It's all from Butcher's Market. Great stuff. It's all great stuff. Also, big thanks to Mosquito Authority and Pest Authority for sponsoring Ovias and Julio. Check them out, bugsbite.com. False fall, baby. It's still warm out there. You still might have to deal with some outdoor critters. But the point is, you know it's going to get cold. You you might have some guys hanging out in the crawl space or something like that. Bugsbite.com. They're one of those mice, man. They were up in my attic. Hayes Lancaster's crew, they came over, took care of everything. Bugsbite.com. Hayes does not believe in contracts, but he does believe in saving you money. So go punch in your zip code at Bugsbite.com. Went over to Oakwood Pizza Box on Friday. Oh, I'm so jealous. I had a lazy... How'd you get over there? It was a lazy Friday, man. So, well, yeah, went to hockey practice, wrapped that up. I asked his all right, takeout, votes for takeout. Nobody had any votes. I'm like, well, fine. We're getting pizza. Okay, cool. So hit Oakwood Pizza Box, which brings me up, brings us up before we get to Hey Joe questions. I point this out to Anthony, and I hope I'm not giving away too many secrets. So the red bubbly, right? The pizza wine, the Lambrusca. Yeah. You know, they sell a three pack of that for $52 online. Yeah. A three pack. You can buy one bottle at $30, which is what it typically retails for there at the store. And it's worth it. Right. But I guess he he told me, he's like, yeah, that was a pandemic thing. I haven't taken off the website. I'm like, don't, because it's an incredible deal. 
So you can get a three pack of the red bubbly to go with your pizza for 52 bucks. That's a steal. I'm telling you, that's a steal. So anyway, what, what square the red bubbles don't make you sleepy. No, nah, man. I love the red bubbles. I love the red bubbles too, but they make me sleepy. Interesting. Interesting. All right, let's get out of here with some Hey Joe questions brought to you by Oakwood Pizza Box. Uh, uh, I do think the espresso will be the menu item that we end up with, by the way. Okay. I'm not thrilled about that, but that's right. It's part of your bet, right? Yeah. Okay. From Brian over at Nice Price. Got a hand of the Dave Doran. He's like, fuck you. We're going to play the weirdest, ugliest football game you've ever seen, and we're going to win. win. Two yeah. in a row. That's Dave Doran football, though. It's the template. Yeah, it is a it is a feature, not a bug. As I mentioned, I'm glad my dad did not go to that Miami game <laughs> because West Durham was on the call. And sure enough, West Durham <laughs> pointed that out. Don't know what to tell you, Ernie, IBM name. I did see Julio with a respectable post-game pull cart of fellowship refreshments. Yep. Yep. <laughs> what did you do? I ended up with this coffee. Um, bought it from the teeter. Okay. It was called an espresso martini. It was 10%. Yeah, it was, a, it was an alcoholic coffee, right? Not a beer, right? But an actual coffee. Interesting. Maybe a little too sweet. I'll bring one in for you. Right. I think you you won't love it because it's probably too sweet. Because you're like me. me, you don't love sweet coffee. You I mean, like black coffee, mm-hmm. like me. Morning times, black coffee. Yeah, with the counterculture. But it, but it was ten percent. So it was, okay. it was a nice little. It was a nice little pop. That works. Uh, from our friend Zach, all positive vibes today at the zoo. Asked the giraffe to pick tonight's NC State UM game. Got no comment. I wonder what it had on the line. But yeah. <laughs> So a Zach Rock in the positive vibes only. Is he, is he ready for the for hoops tonight? NC State. Nobody's 20 ready. 20 point favorite over the Citadel. Nobody's ready for hoops tonight. I'm ready. I saw Kevin. We spent some quality time with Kevin on Saturday. Nice. Nice. In uh, the golf cart, he was like, yeah, there's no recruits here today. So he, he came and hung out for five, 10 minutes. Uh, from I'm just saying, uh, is this turning into Doran's best coaching job in front of our eyes? No. Well, he's done very good work since the Duke game, for sure. But in my opinion, 2020 will always be his best work that you got to remember. They were coming off a four and eight year I'm with you on that. They're in a pandemic. Devin Leary got hurt. Mm-hmm. You're the backup quarterback You had a brand new coaching staff. You had, I mean, that whole season was a fire drill and they ended up going seven to three in the league. So in my opinion, it'll be hard to be t- to top that year for him. And this is from David is Doran still in the Herb Sendex zone. Um, I mean, you don't want to dump the Gatorade too soon. If if they lose out, you're not going to be happy with them. No, right? you're not. Well, here's the thing. I, again, I don't think they're going to lose it. I'm just saying you no, can't, no, no, no. You, you don't want to overreact each way, but I here's, think I think you have the right answer here. He, the, the, the whole point of the Herb Sendex zone is about how fans talk about you. Yes. And I am absolutely right when I say this. Everybody after 11 years has made up their mind on Dave Dorn. Yes. Dave Dorn defenders will look at what happened this weekend or the last two weeks from his response to Steve Smith to smoking the cigar on the ACC network set after this game. How many times have we talked about the two Daves? And we they'll point out, man, this is why I like Dave Dorn. See, he doesn't quit. And they're right. They're absolutely right in how they talk about Dave Dorn in that regard. But then they're going to lose one of these games down the stretch. Right. If they lose to Wake Forest, this is where the Herb Zone comes in. See, that's a game you should have won, right. but you didn't do it. That's the herb zone that we talk about. Nobody's changing their mind, and that lack of appreciation will continue. Uh, and maybe I'm, years I'm, from now, we'll have a read. I'm happy that this season went the way that it went. Yes. This was a down year for them. He's now proven that in a down year, he's good enough to get the team to a bowl Dude, game. That's good work. You and I were absolutely correct when we talked about post 
the Louisville loss, post the Duke loss, that your floor should not be four three or four wins. Yes. Agreed. That should not be your floor. Agree. And it was looking at that point, based on all the information we had at that point, it didn't look like it was going to be anything better than that. But you tip your cap, you give credit, and you were reminded, ah, this is why Dave Dorn has had the record that he has. You can nitpick at the particulars of it, but as a team that does not quit, which ties us back to the start of this podcast, which means it's time to end the podcast. We will see you Tuesday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.